0: Well, I first say, would you rather uh, lose pretty or win ugly? Uh, I think it tells you a lot about our team. Is this who we are offensively? We want to improve. We want to get better. We want to have rhythm. But ultimately, in the NFL, it's about winning games. Foles looking to the end zone. He throws. And the catch is made for a touchdown by the rookie out of Notre Dame, Cole Komet. His second reception of the season. His first score. Reporter on third down in trouble. Down he goes. Sags back the 12-yard line Khalil Mack. It's Foles on ah, the sneak. He's in. Touchdown Chicago. Bridgewater on first down. Throws and it's picked off. DeAndre Houston Carson comes up with the interception to put an exclamation point on this game for the Chicago Bears.
1: The greatest 5-1 and NFL team in the history of life. That is our Chicago Bears. Tops in the NFC North and beyond. We cannot wait to get into the victory that made them 5-1 this weekend at Carolina. And preview this week's game against the L.A. Rams. We will give you gambling angles. We will give you fantasy football angles. We will give you a whole lot of things, including... The return of the Big Ten Minute, here comes some Big Ten football that we can all talk about and get into, plus fans and eggs visits Mexico, oh my god, that's going to be amazing, plus much, much more this
2: week, zero doinks! Zero doinks, zero doinks.
1: The Bears are 5-1, maybe the greatest team that has ever walked the earth. Things are great, drink tastes better, food tastes delicious. Dan Doinks, how are you? COVID must be gone because the Bears are good.
3: COVID is gone, and I think it's gone because you're not wearing a mask, Bill. Come on, Ah. JB told you to wear a mask. We're not sitting in the same room. I'm just kidding. Bears, the least respected 5-1 team of all time. So go fuck yourself, everybody. Go fuck yourself, Bears. Bears. I'm good, though. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking.
1: No, you look great. Happy Tuesday. We're recording this on Tuesday. It is fantastic. Things are great. Bears 5-1 after a big victory at Carolina. I assume that you watched it in a non-softball situation for the first time in a while. Is that accurate? Did you watch it live? What was your situation? Softball's
3: over. Not upset about it cuz the weather's getting real shaky, but it was Beezel's birthday. She turned 70. All she wanted to do was to watch the Bears outside in my yard. We rented a giant tent. So we used a projector. We showed the screen, the screen. We had a screen. Watch the game live. It was great. Also kind of hard to watch it in that setting, but
1: it was great. How about you? What was your viewing experience? William I watched it live on my new television. It felt amazing. The children left me alone for most of the game. My son, five-year-old son, did come down, watched a little bit of football with me, and he rooted for the Bears. He would never tell you that this is true, but it is true. He was rooting for the Bears. He thought the Bears were playing the Lions based off of the Panthers logo. That There's a sense. lot of a lot of wild cats in, uh, in professional sports, aren't there, in terms of Teams. yeah
3: yeah here's a fun tidbit my uh, high school mascot were the
1: wildcats how about that Ooh. were you wild as a high schooler dan that's what i want to know
3: no but have i ever told you what the mascots name was i'll just spell the beans here so. uh, i went to normal west high school so if you're not familiar with the town of normal yes i know it's a stupid name you don't have to dm me and tell me how stupid that is i understand so i went to normal west high school the mascot's name norm l middle initial west norm mm-hmm. l west and it with the mascot wore like a vest like a black vest nothing
1: else oh <laughs> yeah wow just letting that wildcat free, huh? Hey, ladies, could you see anything beneath the vest, or do they keep it pretty asexual?
3: You, it was pretty asexual, but you gotta let those tails breathe, baby.
1: Norm, how fat was he? I picture a very chubby wildcat named Norm. No, pretty. Fit? That would
3: that would have made sense. Not fit, like tall and lanky.
2: I
1: actually, I have no
3: idea who was actually in that mascot costume. Now I'm starting to think it was maybe a tall, lanky man who was just getting real weird underneath that costume suit—a real Jeffrey
1: Tubin situation. Have you followed oh, that God. at all? Whoops! Zoom into his shorts. Apparently, whoops! I thought he was like a Supreme Court like expert, like a real like plain Jane sort of guy, like real legal beagle. Apparently not. Somebody saw his Tubin he was a oj guy
3: big uh oj reporter mm. from i don't know that as a fact i heard that on the radio
1: but he was
2: hubba hubba haba haba
3: haba himself on that zoom call
1: yes he was pretty much in a charlotte hotel room with a roommate that did not give consent uh listen back to the Previous episode, if you don't get that reference, don't worry. It's not as weird as it sounds, but it was still weird. Anywho, let's talk Bears Panthers since we're talking about Charlotte. Big victory. Defense came up huge. The Red Zone defense, whoa, are they the greatest Red Zone D ever? This 2020 Bears? I think they might be.
3: They might be. And I saw there, did Adam, let me use your John's, write an article about justifying that they might be better than the 2018 defense? I didn't read it because I ran out of time, but I heard a little chatter on the radio. That's hard to believe. Did you read it, Bill? What are your thoughts?
1: No, I saw the headline, did not read it either, (laughs) so (laughs) ran out of time also. Sorry, Athletics. Sorry, Johns.
3: Yeah, that's hard to believe just on the surface that that we're at that point. It just felt like we had a lot more turnovers. We were scoring a lot more. We're getting fucked on defense with calls. We are getting absolutely yes. just getting kicked in our Adam Johns on some of those calls. Kyle Fuller especially. Seems like they're out to get him. Seem yeah. that way to you?
1: Yes, because was that hit that he put on whoever the fuck that was, was that any more illegal than he did Kashawn Vaughn the week before? I mean, I guess I, it's like the Whiteout's head was leading but what what is fuller supposed to do in a situation like that? And Fuller was still leading with his shoulder. I think like by the book, you couldn't you can't put your shoulder into a guy's helmet either. But he didn't even really do that, did he? It's Fox did a shit job also of throwing us replays. That I'm gonna stand by a hundred percent.
3: I agree. I felt like they just skimmed past that one like they did no research on the game the previous week. I guess it was, yeah, more of his angle, the way he was leaning into him that was probably the issue, and he just happened to sort of clip him on the helmet, but yeah, that was that was tough to see, but it doesn't matter. Our defense is just gripping and ripping it. They're, they're getting great pressure. That was awesome to see. Bridgewater looked like he was just playing with a dump in his pants the whole game, so this was the I don't know how you felt this is the first game this year where I I felt comfortable pretty much the the whole way through
1: yes I I totally agree I think a lot of it could deserved in the direction of Chuck Pagano I think he called the right blitzes at the right time on third down in particular like they did they and they didn't necessarily need it all day like you said they were putting pressure on Bridgewater but it he was very in sync with the defense which is great it's it was awesome. It was a different guy every play, too. It could have been the front seven without the blitz. Could have been Roquan trying to slide in between a couple of holes. Whatever it was, yeah, I felt very comfortable the whole game. What's the most exciting game on earth? Like if, if you invited Linda Lips, alien, to earth and you said, okay, here's one NFL game you have to. You got to see. You'll fall in love with professional football. It would not have been Bears-Panthers on Sunday, right? Let's be honest. It would not if
3: you're looking for high-quality defense, yes, but, oh, my God, our offense stinks. Our offense stinks, Bill, and, it, you know, it's that was the only thing I felt comfortable about. I mean, we were going against, you know, Brady was maybe going to get a drive at the end. Just It just fell to Bridgewater. He ended it quickly at the game, there, end of the game there with that quick interception. Thank God. I mean, that would have been tight butthole time, but... Uh, And that was a terrible throw, but he was, he was playing scared. He was throwing scared. It made me feel a little better, I guess, that he's not on our team, but if our offense could fucking produce and just score like three touchdowns on their own, we'd be unstoppable. And I don't think that's, that's not too much to ask, right? Just, just be competent out there. And they are so far from that. So far from that.
1: They are. They're like bottom four or five in the league in points per games thus far through six weeks. Not great. Let's talk about one of those touchdowns. Cole Komet. Hey, he's alive. Great throw, great catch, right? That was fantastic. Pleasant surprise.
3: Yeah, we uh, pregame, I threw the idea out there that we should get involved in a Cole Komet's will score prop, and Coach Cuse went first touchdown. So when I couldn't tell from where I was watching who caught that ball for a while, it felt like everyone piled on him, and I just said, oh, that's that's got to be Komet. That's got to be Komet. And I just said that almost as a joke because I thought there's no way that was going to be him, and it fucking was. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was good to see him get, get going a little. I mean, it's not like there was a whole lot to follow it, but after seeing Demetrius Harris uh, with hands made of absolute stone, Maybe we don't need him out there anymore. You could block a little bit, I guess, but let's get Cole Komet those passes.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's like because it seemed like they were designed targets to Harris some it's like, why are we doing that? It's it was it was kind of Ben Baronica redo. Redux? Redo? I'm not a big English guy. Well, I
3: guess maybe the idea is that when Harris is in there, they just assume that he's going to be in the block, so they're not really worrying about him. Maybe that's different with Komet, but yeah, Harris is, he might not have good hands. I don't know what else to say, That's, but whatever. We need to get Komet in there anyway. We need to try to get the ball to him way more than we already are, but good to see him finally get in the end zone. I hope he kept that ball and put it right into his Notre Dame
1: grundle. I'm sure he did. Probably a, yeah, a leprechaun had to have been involved. Probably nude, just like Norm L. Wildcat. Did I get that right or no?
3: No, his last name's West. Norm oh, damn it. L. West. Terrible uh, name.
1: It is. It's it's but it's fantastic at the same time. Uh speaking of people without hands or with hands, let's talk about the Wideouts real quick. Uh, Mooney versus Miller it shouldn't be a versus but it does seem that way week to week as we've mentioned in previous episodes Mooney had a pretty good day he had one slip right through his hands although he made up for it later preventing uh, an interception your guy and all of our guys Anthony Miller turned a first down into a fourth down and he seems to be losing snaps by the week thoughts
3: do you have the actual number of snaps that they played those two? I don't no, either. I, I think they're they generally out there at the same time, right? Aren't we generally with three wide receivers? So
1: Yeah, seems right.
3: Yeah, Miller Miller just, he's, he seems a little lost, and that's, that's unfortunate. But to Mooney's, you know... Does this seem like he's sailing a lot of balls to Mooney? He's not hitting Mooney at all. It feels like a lot of them yeah. are real high. So. Real high. Yes. Yeah. Why is that? Do you think is that on Mooney? It's is that on Foles? It seems very specific to him. Everything is way high up top, and I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. And it's and it's. One of those like, oh, should he have caught that? Or it just a lot of those could just be better throws. I don't put those on Mooney. It yeah. seems like he's in an open spot and Foles is sailing it on him. Does he think he's like three inches taller? Is that a problem with his pe- with his penis?
1: It's it it probably. Yeah, he's a, a big inch guy, as we all know. Big nick dick big nick dick, I think it is called him. Uh it's a very Taylor Gabriel two thousand nineteen thing, isn't it? Where Mitch was overthrowing yes. Gabriel where it's like the throw is online and then it sails super high as if Taylor Gabriel's six six. It does seem similar with Mooney. I don't think Mooney's that short, but he's certainly not as tall as like A Rob, but come on, Nick. Give him the ball where he can do something with it, buddy. Yeah, and Foles is still
3: he's still missing guys. He's not missing guys as bad as Mitch. He's still he's 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 more consistent than Mitch, but he's missing guys. I mean he's not he's not, you know, philadelphia eagles winning the super bowl nick Foles that we are hoping will show up but he oh boy he's not getting a lot of help in front of him with that o-line oh they are uh are they the worst and they're not the worst in the league are they they got to be close
1: yeah i don't know but it's a little ugly. It definitely hurts even more not having James Daniels. Yeah, the still picture you sent to me that I think was roaming around Twitter a little bit was like <laughs> there's like four Panthers pretty much surrounding fools, and the Bears O-line was like eh, chasing
0: it's them. Fine. They were
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. And that was
3: the terrible interception after there was like those three straight we were the second of three straight turnovers there. Do I have that right? Am I remembering that right? Maybe. Panthers turned it over. We'll then go we go And we gave it right back to him. But that was the terrible Foles throw, which in the moment, even watched it back, I was like, man, that was such an awful throw. But now I kind of get it because it's almost like the line let the D-line through, like it would have been the greatest screenplay ever, except it wasn't a design screenplay <laughs> at all. So he just completely panicked because he didn't want to die and just threw it. Just a terrible pass. But yeah that's oh oh boy that old line the, the the screen grab I sent you was something for someone from Twitter who took that picture and said I don't I I honestly can't see why Le'Veon Bell didn't want to play here in the <laughs> yeah. very sarcastic tone and I loved it
1: no absolutely well talking about the the screen game like can we and maybe not necessarily just screens in general but can we get David Montgomery involved more in the passing game like we we do when it's like the two minute drill essentially, but can we like do it more often? Cause I feel like good things happen every time we incorporate that. It's a good way to get the running game going in a non-traditional way. Are you with me here, buddy?
3: I'm a hundred percent with you this. If, if we have an old line that's dog shit and you need to get guys out in space quickly, Monty is your best. He's your go-to guy. And that's where Tariq Cohen would have thrived in those spots, I guess. But, yeah, m- there's no reason we shouldn't have David Montgomery touching the ball, you know, the majority of the time, one way or the other. I know Robinson, I think Robinson leads the league in targets this year <laughs> for <Yeah>. for, <laughs> for all receivers. That's not great. No. But it, it's, you know, what. I don't want to see Cordell Patterson in there anymore. I like I just I just don't want to see it. I, are we, I don't know when we're going to talk about that third and two play. Let's do it now. Let's do All it right. now. I was so pissed when I saw them line up and Cordell Patterson was standing to Nick Foles left. I think he adjusted to the right. I was so fucking pissed on that play because you knew they weren't running the ball. They absolutely were not running the ball. Okay. If you don't want to do that, then run something simple. Maybe run a screen play or something that you know will at least get the ball into someone's hands so you could run some fucking clock. That was Matt Nagy being too fucking cute, and I think I sent some very nasty text messages to you and maybe the group that he should be fired on the spot. <laughs> I may be overreacted a little bit, but I was. It's it's the same. You know, it made me think back to when you when I was talking about Mitch's passes, throwing ducks, and I was nitpicking the way he was throwing passes. What are you? What are we at year? Four, Four, three with Nagy here? Like, is this three? Yeah, three. Am I losing my mind?
1: Yeah, it's three.
3: It's three. We can nitpick these things now. We can nitpick these shitty coaching decisions. That really could have... I mean, I I guess if he wanted to say, I had a lot of faith in my defense to make a stop, okay, I would have respected that. But... That was so fucking dangerous, and he has an absolute horseshoe up his ass this year that we haven't lost some of these games based off some of his shitty decisions. It's going to catch up with him eventually, but I think we have every right to be critical of some of these questionable calls just because he's like, I met Nagy, I don't know if you know this, I coach under Andy Reid, and I'm getting real cute with it
1: ugh. It's, it's true. No, he, yeah, Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator, is is a problem, and he has been for a while. We've been talking about it for over a year or about a year, I would say. So as, as painful as that drive was, I think the one before was equally as painful. So they, it was just after Carolina kicked a field goal, cut it to seven, like halfway through the fourth. I think the Bears got a pretty early first down, and then they Again, they had two sloppy-ass incompletions to A-Rob. Total forces from Foles to A-Rob leading the league in targets. Are these targets always good? Not that drive. And somehow the Bears burned a timeout that drive, too. So it's like you're up seven. There's seven and a half to go in the game. And Matt Nagy, and and that's that's an Andy Reid criticism always, right? Managing the clock. Apparently he got... That gene passed down a little bit. That's frustrating as fuck. Rick Fieldsman reached out and was like, "Why aren't we running the clock down?" Like it it was, and so I feel like that drive is lost a little bit uh, among or missed that third and two call. Right.
3: That's that's a great call. I do remember that, and I I I shoved it out of my mind because I was so upset about that third and two play. You're so right, though and if while we're staying on the the clock management and just the general you know organization of the the team itself what what the fuck are we doing calling a timeout to avoid a delay of game in the first quarter and then immediately getting a delay of game that i think the bears should fine him for that can you do that <laughs> can you yeah, fine a sure. coach for that was unbelievable like when he when the moment comes that he gets fired that's one of the top five moments that should pop up and that also goes along the same lines that bears had on defense they had 12 men on the field twice within like a few plays in one what the series fuck is that? so yes. that's got to fall that's got to fall on somebody one yes. was a, one shitty coaching sc- scenario that should never happen that's pee wee shit on offense and then it happens on defense as well that should never happen and that falls on the head coach because that's just being undisciplined and I sound like a I now sound like a guy who's talking about a one and five team so it's unbelievable they are actually five and one but these are things that we can be critical of Nagy and and Bears fans are maybe slightly irrational being upset with him and I, I am in this moment but we can criticize him for these things because eventually this will come to come back to burn us, especially while we have this rough stretch of games coming up.
1: Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta clean that shit up. I mean, I, the good news is there's there's obvious things that can be fixed. But it's a but I feel like these are things that have been around since 2019 that did burn us a bit last year, and like you said at some point some team is going to take full advantage of that they just have they just haven't so far the first six games and yeah that defensive driver we had two 12 men on the field penalties there was also an offsides and then that was also Mm -hmm. the the jalen johnson uh uh, pass interference that was very questionable did you feel yeah did you did you question that yourself when you were watching and after the replay
3: horrible call absolutely horrible call one of the moments that we're, we got fucked. I mean, they don't score a touchdown that whole game if not for that bailout yes. by the ref. That was terrible. I thought Jalen Johnson in general looked kind of shaky in this game. I know he's still getting a lot of praise, but I thought there were moments he looked lost and it felt like they were picking on him, which is probably going to happen because Fuller is playing almost at an all-pro level right now, so they're avoiding him. But they seem to want to attack his side of the field, and he he just looks he just looks green. He just looks like he needs to... Yeah he's there and he's he's not a liability but there are moments where you see that he seems a little out of place but I love that guy I mean he's he's right in the mix he makes big plays and I think he's gonna he's gonna get a lot better but that pass interference call was bullshit did you think the same
1: oh yeah I mean they're saying what he's he's locking down the wideouts arm not really like it, it didn't the wideout was making no effort to, to even utilize. I thought that was horse shit. I do. Like, you You know when a guy's doing an arm bar and trapping a guy's arm. That was not it. So, uh, fuck you, refs, too. I know. I hate being the yell at the refs guy, but between that, okay. And then also Eddie Jackson. Can we get Eddie Jackson a break? Like, he, he, has, <laughs> yeah, two, right. he has two touchdowns that don't count this year. Like, come on, man. Like... I don't even know if Kyle Fuller had an interference and then also another criticism of Fox too they did not really show if that ball was deflected like it, it got past Nichols, right the first guy that yeah. was there but then there was was a Mac or somebody else had his arm up and you couldn't really tell because then they cut away and the ball did che- seem to change flight like a little bit but but we didn't know. Thanks Fox, thanks Rupert Murdoch. I see. I didn't think it was tipped.
3: I, I I watched it back, and I did not think they got a piece of it. Okay, but but we had a similar play on offense, right? Almost an identical play where the guy was climbing all over Robinson's oh, yeah. back. Yes, and they didn't yes. call it. It was Correct. almost identical. So, yeah, like like you just said, we I we don't want to be collectively zero doings doesn't want to con- consistently complain about the officiating, but we've had a lot of things that haven't gone our way, and. Thankfully, it hasn't totally killed us yet. So hopefully the refs get that shit cleaned up. And why can't we have – why can't we use challenges on pass interference? Like that Jalen Johnson play, I feel like – well, we do have that. Is
1: that not in play anymore? we did. They took it away going into this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I feel like 2019 we could have. And I wonder – but even some of those like challenges never seem to go. Like they always seem to stay. However, it was called on the field too. I don't know. We're talking yeah, theoretical you're, now. No, but never.
3: You're, you're right. The refs never wanted to call themselves out after right. the fact. But right. why
1: can't? It
3: seems like it, can't, it be, why why, though, why, like it should be challengeable though. To your point, in the same sense that. You know, that, that every turnover is automatically reviewed. Why can't there be someone in New York that just buzzes the official? Like it's not a full review of that from that official on the field, but someone in New York just just buzzes them goes, no, nope, not pass interference. Well, it's second yes. down or whatever, right? How easy Especially
1: would that be? Especially with PX, a lot of those those are like forty five yard penalties half the time. It's like the biggest yes. possible penalty. So yeah, right. it's I think that's fair. I do. Let's put let's call it the zero doinks petition no i don't know who do we need behind us grease tank probably grease tank he is
3: grease tank yeah for sure he's
1: got a lot of juice help us out here buddy
3: a lot of juice in that van and that mullet oh
1: oh yeah great looking mullet um before we go on to other things cairo santos wow 55 yarder holy shit is he our kicker no matter how eddie's groin is what do you think
3: Yes, not not a doubt. He's our kicker. He could have hit that one from 70. He crushed that ball. It, there was never a doubt. He's earned that top spot. I, I see no reason to bring Eddie Penaharo back.
1: That's true. Yeah, keep him on the, not the COVID list or whatever, like the practice squad IR spot that he's got. Just keep him there. Keep him warm just in case Cairo gets hurt again. And you know what? I got to call myself out. I absolutely was burying Santos going into this year, looking at his like recent career stats, thinking Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy. Why do you love this guy so much? He hasn't played well in like four years. I apologize. He's great. That's on me.
3: He's great, but we're bears fans. He's, he's going to miss one extra point and we're going to be like, burn it down, burn it all <laughs> to the ground. It's over. So just wait, just wait. But i I've, I've I feel real good. I mean, would would he be a golden cock recipient this week? Perfect I don't know.
1: segue. Perfect segue be- before we talk a little more big picture. So Cornish Hen Player of the Week candidates. You have to break a tie again, Dan. There's oh. a lot of real smarmy, awesome, sarcastic comments. I'm going to ignore <laughs> them. They were fantastic, but we're just going to look at the three guys that got multiple votes. The aforementioned Cairo Santos. So yes. He is, he's a possible cock for the week. Uh, Gibson, safety, Gibson, I'm blanking on his first name. Help me out here. Got it? Tishon. Maybe. Thank you. And uh, Houston Carson getting the game-winning interception one week after he made a fantastic play to preserve the win against the Bucs. All right, you can break the tie. Those are your top three. Which way are you going, buddy? You let me
3: break these. I want you to break this one this nope. week.
1: Nope. Nope. I knew nope. about him going in, so we can't. I'm biased. Okay. I need an unbiased ear. I'm
3: I'm going to go Gibson. I thought he was awesome. Ooh, he was okay. awesome. I think yeah. he had a he made a lot of great plays. So let's go Gibson. Have we gone all defense? Yes. and an all <laughs> defense. Have. Okay. We well, why, I mean, look at our team. Why wouldn't we go defense? But Santos, yes. you were close, buddy. It had a little bit Carlos Santos. Is that what you called him? I feel like you called him Carlos last week. It's Cairo, I, isn't I it? I
1: probably did. I probably did, yeah. It's. I'm not great with names. That's <laughs> That's an issue that I need to deal with. And when I meet my maker, we'll talk about it. Wow, that got intense. That got real intense. <laughs> let's <talk> of <laughs> Let's talk about big picture stuff. All right, so... You and I both were looking at the second quarter. We were looking Lovey Smith. Ooh, big ten minute, Lovey Smith later on the show. We both said if the Bears go two and two in quarter two of the season, we would be satisfied. If we'd feel okay about it. I don't remember the exact term. Right now, that'll be at worst two and two. But the Bears have to go at the Rams this Monday night, as we'll talk about in the next segment. And then they host the Saints. Would you still feel good if they lost the next two and we're 5-3 and heading to the last half of the year? Or have expectations changed for Dan dogs?
3: Hmm, good question. I feel like we can win one of these next two. I don't really know which one, but I feel like we can definitely steal one of these next two games. I know we're, we'll talk about it. We're fairly big dogs this week. But against the Saints, that's a home game. Remind me, that's, that's yes, a home game. Home. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Both of those teams seem to have flaws as well, just like us. Not, not quite to the extent of our shitty offense. And we're I keep being t- told by Nagy and Foles that it's going to get better. Um, I'd like to see it, guys. I'd like to see it. So I think we win one of the next two. I'd be all right with that. Even if we lose the next two we're still in the mix i mean we will be all right but uh where are you leaning
1: yeah no i i fully expect us to win one of the next two and be six and two halfway through the year and i was looking at the the final eight as well so we'll rattle these off real quick at tennessee versus the vikings at green bay versus the lions versus the texans at the vikings at jags versus the packers I anticipate that we'll be favorites in like half of those games. Like I feel like out of the last 10, we're going to be favorites out of half of them, which would mean if everything goes to form, we'll be 10 and 6. I think 10 and 6 at this point is kind of a low bar. It would be okay. Like I feel like that's that's playoffs and maybe some things even out from things that we got away with these first 6 weeks, right? But if we're 10 and 6, I feel like we left a little meat on the bone. I'm with.
3: <laughs> Have you seen that video? By the way, I feel like it's pops just popped up recently of the guy who's cooked a chicken leg and he takes the bone and just shakes it and all the meat falls off. No. Oh no, I. It looks not. so delicious. I don't know why that made me think of that. Uh, ten wins, ten wins feels about right. Just just rattling off the rest of the games. I mean, the Titans look awesome. We should beat the shit out of the Vikings, Lions, Packers. Who knows? I mean, yikes, they didn't look too good. After the la- the first few minutes of that game on Sunday, but yeah, Jags Texans, jeesh, gross, just gross,
1: winnable, big time, winnable. winnable right?
3: So yeah. yeah, and I think what what are we? If we get to nine wins, we're going to make the playoffs, right? I would think That's pretty mm-hmm. likely. And that so, would be a
1: disappointment if it's only nine at this point, since after six games,
3: I would think so. And I know we're getting a ton of disrespect, so I don't want to pile on, but. Man, that offense needs to needs to get better. You've been telling us do it. I know I just said that. I'm saying it again, but I, we can't rely on our defense all year long to to win every fucking game. So,
2: yeah.
1: I love it. Let's go offense. And speaking of big picture offense too, I think we can agree that Matt Nagy's a great head coach. I think we can also all agree that his offensive coordination as it were leaves a lot to be desired three years in almost right so we were saying okay then what the hell do you do we we're making fun of Bill Lazor I think it was the last episode maybe two episodes ago yep. so what else do you do so I did a little deep dive into Joe DiFilippo as, as an option for a play caller okay
3: all right yeah give it to he, me
1: he is called plays three times in his career The first one, I think we can all agree to toss this in the garbage, 2011 was San Jose State. (laughs) Probably not that relevant. I think we might be able to agree. Although, on Wikipedia, they bragged that they rose 32 spots nationally on offense. Congrats, I guess.
3: Yeah, I need to know from where to where. Right, that's what I was
1: thinking. Yeah, they were not specific at all regarding from where to where. Uh, Okay, two times in the pros he has called plays, as far as I could tell. 2018 with the Vikings, he was their play caller. He was fired after 13 games. So that was our playoff year. (laughs) Uh, That seems kind of quick. Yeah, Stefanski took over, right? I remember that. Stefanski took over. Yeah. So... Do we give credit that Stefanski was a can't miss guy now that he's in Cleveland or do we say Joe DiFilippo, you should have been fired no matter what? Hard to say. I blame Kirk cousins. I just like blaming him for everything.
3: Yes. Agreed. But Stefanski seems the wheels seem to be falling off in Cleveland
1: now. So he just might be bad as well. They might be dealing with their own Matt Nagy there. Good point. Good point. Um, 2019 Joe DiFilippo also a play caller this time for the Jacksonville Jaguars he lasted the full year so let's give him that they were 26 in points per game the Bears were I believe they were 27th last year so a little better than the Bears uh, I don't know. He got fired also, and obviously, because he's available, was available in January, and we scooped him up. Is this a better option than Matt Nagy or Bill Lazor to call plays is my question to you.
3: I like the idea that you're just going to highlight a Bears offensive coach every week and with the idea of, should he be calling plays? Because we haven't landed on one yet. no. Di Filippo Di Filippo what
1: how do you say his name I think it's I might have fucked it up Filippo. I, I, I honestly don't know. Santos thing, yeah.
3: <laughs> he yeah I'm not I'm not feeling confident that he should be involved in play calling if he's not already. Yeah, we just stick with Nagy at this point. I find myself being a little more sympathetic towards Nagy and what he has to deal with with the offensive line at this point. I mean, it's hard to run an offense when you have no ability to run the ball. I mean, when your O line's getting pushed back, if they're even touching somebody, they're getting pushed back two yards Ooh. every play. Oh. So it's a little tough to sort of weasel your way into like an, an into a good offense. But the shit he's calling isn't working either. So he's not totally off the hook.
1: Okay, I I think that's fair. And speaking of not off the hook, Kirk Cousins again, the one and five Vikings. First half of that game, I think he had two, maybe three picks. He had a, he had a lot of garbage time, like empty calories in the fourth quarter. Good for him, I guess. They are a mess. How does that make you feel? And how did the Packers versus Bucks game make you feel?
3: Oh, good weekend for us, I guess. The Lions won, but I can't recall who they beat. Are they hanging Doesn't in count. there? What, what are they really at? Count. Okay, I think all right, two and count. three, right? Maybe. Two and three, okay. Uh, the Vikings losing, I mean, just getting absolutely shit-canned. Shit-canned? They were probably drunk. They probably would have had a better time <laughs> if they were drunk. But getting their ass beat by a winless Falcons team who just fired their head coach is pathetic. They are absolute losers, and I could not love it more. Is Zimmer in trouble? Do you think he's in trouble? with There were such high expectations that...
1: I think he's getting there, don't you? Yeah, he has yeah, to be. Yeah.
3: He's just so grumpy, too. I mean, at least when we lose, Nagy seems to be a rah-rah guy. He's probably all right to be around in uh, Hallis Hall, but Zimmer, oh, my God. I imagine when they lose or when they win, you just don't want to be around that grumpy motherfucker.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, this is all absolutely inarguable as far as I can see. I love the stat that I saw going to the other NFC North team of of relevance with the packers that the uh who is it Worfs or whatever the tackle for the bucks absolutely shut out the packers uh pass rush after getting just smoked by mac that's amazing does that mean that the packers blow or that the bears are unbelievable what do you think dan
3: it's both it's obviously both i was encouraged to see that if you can if you can get a little pressure on rogers he may not uh he may not be the Rodgers that we know, so we have a defense that's built, I think, to. And this is how it was last year, the opening game last year, is, we you know we didn't give give up shit to Rodgers, we just couldn't score. You know, we had that one long touchdown. Was that to Jimmy Graham? I think it was right. So that he doesn't have that weapon anymore in Green Bay, but oh, it was so great to see the Packers, Aaron Rodgers with his cocky little hip thrust in the end zone, and. Yep everyone nationally shitting on him for that was just beautiful just beautiful and the celebration did you know it at the time what that was it's apparently a key and peel thing kind of funny but when you end up getting your ass kicked immediately after that then you need to eat shit and i know he won't because he's a prickly bitch
1: yeah no i i knew it after the fact i definitely didn't pick up on it i thought is he like what is he doing is he afraid to like Hump his his weenus around? Like it it was very confusing. Yeah, I'm glad that things deteriorated immediately after that. Oh fuck you, Packers. And I do love the what is it, the transitive property or whatever, where the Bears beat the Bucks, the Packers get their ass kicked against <laughs> the Bucks. Therefore we are significantly better than the Packers right now. We're half a game better. We're number two in the NFC fuckers. We are leading the North. Anything else in your notebook, buddy? The uh,
3: Fox has been using these animated pictures to show players. They don't. They're terrible. Do they bother you as much as they bother me?
1: I'm pr- I'm pro animation, but not like this doesn't work because, like you said, like there was one of uh, Gronkowski didn't look anything like him at all. So that bothers me. If it's accurate, fine. That's great. It's not working for them.
3: It's not working. There was I think Mike Davis had one. And he looked to be about 700 pounds in the picture because he scored the only touchdown and they flashed up the animation. I was like, who in the fuck was that? Was that Orlando Pace? Who was that that just scored? They are horrible. And there was one, I think the Cowboys game, was it Cowboys? And they showed Andy Dalton. Does that sound right? Did they play? No, they played Sunday night. I I don't know. Mm but there was another really bad one that i was like who the fuck is this these are terrible no i hate them i don't know if that's their that's to substitute for not being able to like take pictures in person so like let's get a 5 year old child to do these drawings of these players from a football card we got from 2017 they're fucking terrible i hate them they
1: really bother me do better fox you know get a real animator Call up Lamont Doinks, man. He'll do it for you. He's got skills. Come on, come on, Fox. Let's go. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman bitching about flyovers. That was that a real controversy? I heard about it this morning on the radio. Is that a real thing? I've. I, it is. Seems to be. A, it seems like people are trying to make it a thing. Who are they making fun of? Like I know that's who's the thing. upset. I don't know. I think people are mad to be mad, right? is it one I of those things?
3: I think it's only because he mentioned Biden uh Kamala Harris and it's like oh it's got to be political. So I think it had more to do with that. But I still don't know which side of that people are mad on like Right. David Kaplan a shot
1: against two, right?
3: David Kaplan was suggesting that they were being sarcastic that like libs are upset that that government money is being used for flyovers I, his point was did not make any sense to me and i was like i don't get it nor do i really care it's not thom saying really inappropriate things which people are making the connection like uh oh another hot mic it's like no do not compare the two no. thom was way off base <laughs> and i have been seeing more and more of that of what you looped me in on <laughs> <laughs> of just awful things, and then people just <laughs> on Twitter will say, so just make comment on something awful and then write in thumbs. Well, I don't even know what it is ball deep to left, <laughs>
1: Castellanos. <laughs> Castellanos. <laughs> right, right. It's yeah. so
3: great. I can't get enough of it. It's so great. But stop comparing the thumb thing to this and stop being mad. Just grow up.
1: Stop being mad. There's plenty of things to be mad about. Relax, everybody. But Fox, get new animators. That's the bottom line, okay? Make it happen for Dan Doinks if no one else. This has been Bears Panthers review. We are very excited to get into some Rams talk, led by Dan Doinks. Thanks, buddy. This was great. Thank you. Haba 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 haba.
0: Ability to receive a quote depends on membership eligibility. Membership eligibility and product restrictions apply and are subject to change. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates, San Antonio, Texas.
1: Zero Doinks, big Monday night game, this, spoiler alert, Monday against the Los Angeles Rams, visiting a new stadium in a beautiful city, I think, haven't been there in a while, Los Angeles. Dan Doinks, walk us through everything Rams, buddy.
3: Thank you so much. I'm an expert on everything Rams. Bears versus Rams, all time. Bears are 54 Thirty-seven and three. I'm glad ties aren't very common anymore. I yeah. guess we get them every now and then. If you're in the NFC East, they're as good as a win this year. But uh, ties are dumb, right? That's a soccer yeah. thing. Yeah. Grow Shut up.
1: up. Yeah. Get out of here.
3: No offense to our friends over the pond. What do we say across the pond? That's it. I, I look like over English. the pond. That's pretty good. Over the pond. Just under the lake. Over it? <laughs> under, the, under the lake. Water over the bridge. There we go. <laughs> All right. Our last game was uh, last year. You may remember that. November 17th. Bears lose 17-7. to Also a Monday night game, right? Or was it Sunday night?
2: Mm. One of the
3: two. It, it was night. Yeah. It was night. Gurley had 133 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown, and they showed him the door. Mitch was 24 of 43 with 190 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and that fake hip injury and got benched. We agree that was fake, right? Oh, yeah. That Maggie was was mad at him? Yes. Yes. What was the next game? Like, how did we transition back into him playing? That had to be around.
1: We played the Giants and we beat them the following week. Why do I remember that? Yeah, I don't know.
3: I don't know. Uh, it was one of the few games that Mac was held without a tackle or a sack, Ooh. so let's not see a repeat of that this week, please. Khalil Mac, <laughs> Mac attack. <laughs> Eddie Panero. Speaking of Eddie Panero, we just mentioned him and whether he should be our kicker. Uh, during this game, he was in the middle of a three field goal missed streak, and he went zero for two in this game. So, what do you think? You're given the like you just farted and you smelled it in your own <laughs> cave. Uh, yeah, I have the same feelings. He's not our kicker anymore, right?
1: Correct. Get him out of here. I do. I distinctly remember that where we were in the game. It never really felt like it, but yeah, I think he missed two that, that night. Fuck you, Eddie Pinheiro. You're dead to us,
3: Eddie. I hope you're, I hope your groin gets better. Actually. I don't wish harm on you, buddy. You can be in our practice squad and kick balls and Virginia's chapel. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right, so previous to that game, our last game in L.A. versus the Rams. You want to guess when that was?
1: Mm, 1932.
3: So close. January 2nd, 1994. The Rams win 20-6. to Our only points were two Kevin Butler field goals, the old butthead there. We had two quarterbacks that game. Peter Tom Willis was 4 okay. of 11 for 33 yards and one interception. Mm. Jim Harbaugh came in the game. He was 9 of 10 for 62 yards and got sacked three times. <laughs> how about wow. that? Well,
1: how times have changed for the how Bears' offense. times
3: have changed. Well, the Bears' rushing attack was led by Tim Worley, who led with 51 yards rushing. Jerome Bettis had 39 rushes. 39 times he carried the ball for 146 yards and one touchdown
1: too many too many yards
3: Too way too many yards so I was trying to dig through other details on this game and I happened to run across an LA Times article that was criticizing the Rams for winning that game for making it harder for them to get the number one pick that year which they were going on and on about how that pick was going to be between Tennessee quarterback Heath Shuler or Fresno (laughs) State cornerback quarterback trent dilfer awesome <laughs> so i did a little bit more digging to figure out where they landed so uh the rams ended up winning the next game and they eventually tra- they were they landed at the fifth pick they traded that to indianapolis who picked trev alberts a linebacker from nebraska do you know who that is i don't, I don't I remember any that record. guy total did flop he? okay total he's flop. terrible yeah so they ended up moving to the 15th pick. This is still the Rams. and They drafted Wayne Gandy out of Auburn. That name actually sounds familiar. It was a tackle. Um, but their their second-round pick was Isaac Bruce. How Ooh, about that? Yeah. That was well a good done. pick. That was yeah. a good pick. So then I, I, of course, had to see where the Bears landed on all this. Do you know? I'll just give you a guess. Who did the Bears draft at the 11th pick, 1994 draft?
1: uh that sounds like rashaan salam oh no? john theory
4: oh god alcorn. alcorn
1: state right wani wani love oh, that guy okay. buddy so our uh
3: after that we drafted marcus spears a tackle out of northwestern state louisiana in the second round could you imagine if we did that today if oh. pace drafted an alcorn state guy and then a northwestern state louisiana i mean he's kind of trended that way but that's ballsy even for pace
1: <laughs> yeah yeah round one and two two small college guys both not good not good not at all
3: good. not good so following that was jim flanagan from notre dame was drafted in the third Fine. round Fine. raymond harris out of ohio state was fourth he's he listed as a fullback
1: was they called him the actual... ultra back right ultra that, back. which that's was right. like the most like undeserved nickname as if he was the yeah. it was kind of Taysom Hill-esque I would say okay. in a way Ugh, don't mention Ugh, that get to him later yeah
3: in the in the sixth round we drafted someone named Lloyd Hill a wide receiver out of Texas Tech and then our final pick in the seventh round was Dennis Collier a defensive back out of Colorado
1: Ooh, that is what an awful that's horrible thank god for Raymond Harris otherwise total wipeout
3: Jim Flanagan, he hung around for a while. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He was was fine. Not great. Not awful. Just there. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for the games in the past. Let's go to the coaches. It might feel a little repetitive from last year if you've been with us for a while. But Sean McVay, head coach, he's 34 years old. That still blows my mind that a young person like that is coaching a pretty good team. Uh, It's his fourth year. He's 39 and 13 all time. He got engaged last year while vacationing in Cannes, France. Cannes, Kane how do you say that? Don't they have a film festival there? Do you know? Cannes? Cannes, maybe that's They're... it. <laughs> Not a big France city names. Uh, but he <laughs> he got <laughs> he got engaged with his girlfriend Veronica Calm, Com? She's a Ukrainian model, and they met in D.C. when he was an assistant
1: coach with the Washington football team. Do you remember her mm. from Hard Knocks? I do. There was, some, there was some hot tubbing they were doing, but it was mostly him getting weird in the hot tub, yeah. not her, right? With dogs, I believe. I believe his yeah.
3: dogs were in the pool. But I feel like she tried to act casual, like, oh, I didn't know you were coming over today. You just showed up. And she's like got like a dress on and a shitload of makeup and like high heels, like, no, stop it. This is way too LA. But uh anyway, you may remember this from last year, and it's still on the Wikipedia page that assistant outside linebacker Chris Shula lives with them. Why I don't remember that you? weird. I, I remember that from last year, but why? Another coach living with them I think they were buddies in college I believe it said But you know what Chris Shula Grow up He's also of the Shula family I mean they have a shitload of money What are you doing man What are you yeah. doing Alright they, they have a new defensive coordinator this year Brandon Staley 37 year old Another young fella His first year as an NFL DC Did I say offensive Defensive coordinator I don't know I'm drunk Uh, He was the Bears' outside linebacker coach from 2017 to 2018. He went with Fangio last year to Denver. Do you
1: remember him? I don't at all. The only reason that I remember Fangio connection was because I heard it on the radio this week. He's a big Vic Fangio guy. He's from the Vic Fangio tree. Is that even true? I don't know. The guy's like, he's younger than us. So I think that tree needs some more seedlings to grow
3: might be his grandson at this point it's uh, all I got for Brandon Staley offensive coordinators Kevin O'Connell he's 35 years old he's not calling plays though i I still don't no. I don't know why you need an OC that's right. uh, his first year as an OC for LA he was the offensive coordinator for the Washington football team last year uh, he was a third round pick of the Patriots in 2008. do you remember him at all? No. Why did I write Not down even a little. What's no. He went to like uh, California school I want to say San, Like a San Jose State Or one of those Ooh. I have no no recollection of me there. He threw only six career passes But a third round pick from the Patriots
1: It's kind of weird That's a waste What are you guys a doing waste. What are you doing there Belichick
3: Only other note is his dad was an FBI agent How about hmm.
1: that I wonder what type of crimes He found out about
3: and is, this might sound bad, but whenever I see uh, any talk about FBI, I think of like spring break t-shirts that would say like FBI, female body inspector. You
1: remember those? Oh boy. Oh boy! Yeah. The big Bloomington Normal thing. <laughs>
3: Norm L. West would pop that under his vest every time he would show up to a women's volleyball game. <laughs> Things are getting weird. Central Illinois. All right, Norm, I hope you're in prison. Okay, special teams coordinator is an old fella. We're out of 30-year-olds, apparently. John Bonamego. He's 57 years old, but in his picture on the website, he looks to be closer to 77. It's his first year as the special teams coordinator for the Rams. He was with the Lions last year.
1: Hmm. So, okay. Okay. They used to have... The dude that was the son of the old Giants coach, that real skinny guy. Remember they called him Bones, and he loved doing like fake punts. What the fuck hmm. was his name? Oh God, not a big research guy. Help us out here, guys. You bet it's not a live show. You might be able to actually help us. Fossil, Jim <laughs> oh, Fossil's Jim Fossil. kid. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder what happened to him. What? I'm gonna look it up. I oh, thought he was supposed yeah, to be the, like a really good. Yeah, you're he was right. Supposed to be a good You're right. I forgot about that.
3: I don't know where he is. He might be dead. You're right. Look it up. Okay, okay. So uh, our boy John here, uh, his, he did have a previous stint with the Lions in 2013 to 2014. It was that was before he became the head coach at Central Michigan. But it, it noted in Wikipedia that while he was with the Lions with that first stint, he awarded something called "bono gear" to players who stood out on special teams. He also handed out traveling trophies for every Lions victory <laughs> to the special teams player who led categories like blocks, tackles, or being the first player down to cover kickoffs. How much do you think the Lions players hated getting bono gear oh, that they were yeah. then in charge of for an entire week?
1: Yeah, that sucks. I'll, I'd like to know what those trophies look like there. Are there anything like the Cornish Hen Player of the Weeks? If so, that's a hell of an honor.
3: No chance. That was probably a half-lit sig. I don't know. You got any stats for us on uh, the Fossil Man?
1: Yeah, John Bones Fossil. He, for whatever reason, took the more stable job, question mark, of being Mike McCarthy's special teams guy for the Cowboys. Ugh. Bad move. Bad Ew. move. Really bad move. Probably more money, but bad move
3: well it seems that after after last year that maybe they just cleaned house it's all new coordinators Mm, defensive offensive special teams it's all first year guys with this rams team so maybe that's it uh but you know who isn't a newcomer to the rams o-line coach and run game coordinator aaron cromer
1: oh god
3: yeah his son's still on the team too. you remember that Zach Cromer yes. he's yes. offensive quality control uh so we talked at him at length last year, but I just wanted to uh I just wanted to read here about some of his off field issues. This is from a article that I pulled i don't I don't remember what newspaper I don't give a fuck I'm not a real <laughs> media member. Here we go, according to a release from the sheriff's office Deputies learned that Cromer and his son who is Zach, that's his only son, that's a sidebar by me, (laughs) allegedly confronted three boys who were fishing on the beach regarding, and I quote, the use of beach chairs left by a beach access. Deputies were told that Cromer threw one of the boys' fishing poles into the water and then allegedly pushed one of the boys to the ground and punched him in the face. In additional detail from the release, it was stated Cromer then told the boys to return the chairs to where they found them. The victim stated Cromer also told him if he reported him to the police, he would kill his family. Oh God! How are the Cromers still working in the NFL? They are the biggest fucking scumbags in the world. I hate them so much.
1: Yeah. Seconded. Fuck you, Cromers. You deserve all the mediocre Ram seasons that are coming for you. You stupid fuck.
3: Yeah, and I, I did. I was trying to figure out where that landed, and they settled out of court with these with the other family. So I hope you had to pony up a lot of money. Oh, and Zach's like, oh, daddy, where am I going to coach next? Oh, daddy, where are we going to go? Fuck you, Zach, you prick. Z-A-K is the way he spells his name, which I think I had an issue with last year, and I still do, and you look like an asshole. Fuck you both, Cromers.
1: Where's the, where's the C in your name, Zach, huh? Did Bones take it to Dallas, huh? What the fuck, man? Yeah, fuck you, Cromer. Seriously, you you called out Jay Cutler, which, eh, you know, I guess was probably okay. not the wrong thing to do at the time. Or was it? Hard to say. You broke rules. You broke unwritten rules, and apparently you broke the law. Fuck you.
3: You should be in prison. All right, last coach I have is tight end coach Wes Phillips, son of Wade Phillips. Who was the DC for them last year? I believe,
0: Awkward. old man Wade,
3: right? Ugh. And w- <laughs> sorry, not sorry, uh, but Wade. It makes no mention of of uh, Wade being Wes's father on the Rams bio. It's kind of weird. There's happened yeah. to be like an article attached to the bottom from a, from like years ago. I'm like, that's eh, kind of weird. They just pretend like Wade Phillips doesn't yeah. exist anymore. That is weird.
1: Is his Twitter handle? Son of, bum bum, (laughs) bums bum, I don't know.
3: I think so. Right? Should be. That's actually accurate, isn't Wade Phillips? Isn't son of a
1: bum? Son of a bum. So I think that's son of a bums bum. Maybe I don't know. It's just an idea. Just you know, spitballing here. Todd, what's his name? Todd Phillips.
3: No, that's the director, right? Wes Phillips. Wes. Thank you. Wes Craven Phillips. Alright, front office I only got one I got the owner Enos Stanley Kroenke Creepy Kroenke Yeah Are are there owners that aren't creepy looking? Name me one Mm.
1: Go John Wingacy Good point I want to show you my clown makeup
3: Actually the guy from last week um, The Panthers owner Gettleman Phil Mickelson Phil Mickelson Giant tits on Mickelson, right? <laughs> he's a big tit guy. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Crocky. <laughs> worth- <laughs> All right, Crocky here. He married into the uh Walton family of Walmart, so he's a smart man. He's worth eight point three billion dollars, but then they mention his wife is worth eight point seven billion. Are we not combining We're the not, two there yeah, or is there like separate bank accounts you get a little separate bit of this bank. you get a little bit of that come on Anne, give me some of that Walmart money I want to not pay a greeter insurance I think that's a problem with Walmart right I don't know
1: sure maybe
3: uh, but I got another one for you another owner of an MLS team is Stan Kroenke he owns the Colorado Rapids the fuck
1: the fuck's going on here
3: Why don't we have a piece of the fire here in Chicago That's a great point We're not a creepy owner He actually owns all of the professional teams in Colorado So technically his wife's name is uh, listed as the owner for all of those other teams just Just on paper Because apparently there's rules in the NFL That you can't own major sports teams in other cities Isn't that weird? So she has
1: a nugget in her portfolio? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're getting at? Is that a weed joke? I feel like it could be. She has a nugget in her
3: portfolio. That's right. That's right.
1: <sighs> I didn't inhale. I'm Stan Kroenke's wife. I own the Rapids. Do you want to touch my nugget? I can get into Walmart late at night,
3: even though it's open 24 hours. Oh. <sighs> Why do we kiss in the Walmart parking lot? I don't know where it's going with that. Wikipedia says that Stan is popularly known as Silent Stan because he rarely gives interviews. Nope.
2: So don't do that.
1: So stupid.
3: Why does he go by Enos as his it's his first name is Enos. That's an awesome name. It is.
1: Too close to Anus, I'm guessing.
3: How about that for a nugget? <laughs> Give me a nugget, anus. Okay, this is weird. There are no <laughs> Illini or Gophers this week, so we're Mistake. in trouble. We're in trouble. Rams are 4-2 this year, but they've only beaten teams in the NFC East. How about that for a little nugget? Oh. There are two losses against the 49ers and the Bills the uh old friend of ours on the rams number 54 leonard floyd
1: how about that bill yeah that's a guy that i don't want to get loose for revenge we'll probably get him a concussion though right pretty concussion guy i don't want that for him but it's bound to happen there I,
3: i did watch back the rams niners game and he had a moment where they had a guy, like a running back, lifted in the air, and he tried to like slam the guy to the ground. You know, one of his patent moves where he gets a fifteen yard, fifty yard, fifteen yard uh, personal foul for, I don't know, being too aggressive. That's not what they call that. What do they call that? Unsportsmanlike conduct. There we go. I knew I was going to get there. The hams are slapping, not drinking. Uh, another side note from that Rams game. I happen to catch my ear playing center for the 49ers. I think he was covering for uh, an injury. Horanis Grassou.
2: What? Yeah. Seriously? Wow. I couldn't
3: believe he was still in the league, let alone playing for the
1: Niners. How about that? Good for him, I guess. So, It's another one of Ryan Pace's all-stars getting wet this past weekend with your boy Adam Shaheen, and uh, I feel like somebody else had a good week.
3: Not sure. Burton. Burton had oh, two touchdowns, I believe. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. Do you, well, I guess we can hold off on our Rams feelings for this week for
1: Ham's e Pond. Am I right, buddy? You're right, buddy. You did another whale of a job, though, diving deep into some Rams history and current history. I don't know a lot of Walmart. That was fun. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for your efforts. We will dive deep into our picks coming up on hams and bread and spreads.
3: Why don't you tongue me in a Walmart subway?
1: Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread.
2: Zero Dykes!
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Zero dikes. Yes. Go. Zero
0: dikes. Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go. Yes, go kick it in,
1: hams and bread,
0: let's go
3: Hams and hams and bread pick of the week Nah, that's that's coming up All right, hams and bread, here we go, motherfuckers Bears opened up, I think, plus seven in some spots I see him now at plus six on DraftKings, plus five and a half, un- over-unders 46. I'll give you a rundown here, Bill, on uh, against the spread for both teams before we jump into it. So be thinking about who you like, buddy. Bears are four and two against the spread now this year. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Over is two and four. Rams are three and three against the spread, 500 there. And the over is also two and four. So, over two and four for both teams. Buddy, first of all, which line are we taking? Six or five and a
1: half? And what do you like? We'll go five and a half for the sake of argument. We'll bring the hook into it, okay? Uh I want to tongue you in a Walmart tunnel or whatever you said. That was amazing.
3: Subway. I just want to make it clear that I was talking about Subway, the restaurant. Aren't they in a lot of Walmarts? I think they are, right? Like, <laughs> oh, why did you load me up with a turkey sandwich? And I know you're going to put a lot of lettuce on it, but I'm going to just turn around and, and tongue you. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's nothing that goes better. Why does subway smell the way they do? You walk in and it's like grandpa just took a shit in the garbage can, right? Is that or is that pastrami? I'm not a big no, no, not a big cold right. meat guy. It's got a very
3: like specific burnt bread with grandpa's dump smell to it. <laughs> 100%. I as you're saying it, I can smell it right now and it's it's like not enough to turn you away if you're starving but it's never a time you're like you just go oh that smells good never if you do that you should be put in prison
1: yeah i think that's fair this would be a good time to mention we are not sponsored by subway but we are sponsored by anchor so thank you anchor for all of your support we love you and we love john wayne gacy here we go bears we're, we're saying plus five and a half uh As it's been mentioned before, (laughs) I am not a big play the points guy, (laughs) but here's here's what I'm feeling. Okay, I looked up a little bit of recent history.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was so
3: it was so unnecessary for you to mention (laughs) that we (laughs) love. I do not love John Wayne Gacy. You do not speak
1: for both of us there. <laughs> how Neither do I. How, I don't love him either. I don't. But it's Halloween's around the corner. So get your costumes 50% off. Um, <laughs> are we sponsored by
3: Spirit? Spirit Halloween stores? Because that would make sense because we're going to need a new sponsor after Anchor drops us because you said we love John Wayne Gacy. <laughs>
1: Not yeah. cool. No, not cool at all. Spirit, a lot of commercial real estate available for you to fill in, Spirit. Keep your distance. Um, All right. So, five and a half point dogs, bears, Monday night in Los Angeles. There's a new stadium. There's a lot of palm trees. There's nobody in the crowd. I'm sure that's not hemorrhaging money for all of Los Angeles, the Angels, California, I believe is how you <coughs> translate that. Not a big Spanish guy. Coming up, though, we do visit Mexico and fans and Eggs. Um, (laughs) I don't love the points, typically. But I would definitely sprinkle a little bit of clown juice on those points this week. But primarily what I would do, I would ride that money line so hard. This is an opportunity to get right. It's an opportunity to pay your mortgage. The bears are going to win. That's my point. I was looking up... um, Jared Goff, two years ago, threw four interceptions against the Bears' defense. It has been told, apparently based off a headline in The Athletic from Adam Johns, that the Bears' defense is better this year than 2018. So that means five interceptions, if I'm good at math. That means a flat-out win. We have Nick Foles. We don't have Ms. Trubisky. We have David Montgomery. We don't have Jordan Howard. We have, I don't know. Chuck Pagano and not Vic Fangio and his tiny branch that's across the sideline with the Rams. Bears win, Bears cover, sprinkle, 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 clown, 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 cash. What you got, Dan? What do you think? A lot of great insight
3: there. I l- want the Bears to win. Am I overly confident? No, not until I see it from the offense that they keep telling us you're going to be good this is the third time I'm talking like this talking about the offense you said you're going to do it do it excuse time is over assholes so I do like the Bears though I'm going to take the points I feel like it's going to be close I like the under 46 every time what was the score in 2018 do you remember when we played the Rams
1: I don't have it here I just know that Foles threw 44 times and he had four picks and less than 200 yards passing is that enough uh, research for you?
3: I think you said Foles. I think you meant Mitch. Oh, I don't, damn I don't remember Foles playing I, that no, game, but that's okay.
1: And I meant Goff, actually. I meant Goff.
3: Oh, Goff? Mm. I'm very that, confused no, now. that
1: one's on me. So, Too many hams. I feel,
3: I feel like it's going to be another low-scoring game. Our defense is clicking. Our offense stinks. The Rams' defense is pretty good. So I love the under 46, even though that's pretty low. I like the Bears. Plus five and a half. Yeah, it's spring. I I will talk myself into a money line play for the Bears as well as I'm sitting at my desk on Monday just anxiously awaiting for kickoff. So Bears five and a half under. Yeah, Bears are winning. Bears are winning this game for fucking sure, baby. And we do not like John Wayne Gacy. He was a serial killer. But if you would like to dress like him throw on a mask, buy another mask at Spirit this fall season catch them anywhere that your local Walmart or Aldi just closed
1: Thank you Spirit for your generous contribution to our wallets Speaking of wallets, somebody wants to make yours thick. His name is Rick Fieldsman. He is about to join us with his three hot, hot picks. He went one and two last week. Whoops, but he is still 14 and 13. That means profit time. Ignore the juice. Rick Fieldsman, give us your three hot picks right now. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads.
2: Rick Fieldsman. Hams, hands, hands, and hands, and spreads. Rick Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads.
3: Our buddy Rick Fieldsman.
2: Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands spread. and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman's like
0: dad. Hands and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. All right, donkers. We are back. Oh, what a weekend of action there was. You know what? We went one and two. It was the easiest week of all time. The board was the easiest week. I went one and two. We we live, we learn. That's what Joe Public used to say. Uh what, what did I learn? Maybe don't bet the Jacksonville Jaguars three weeks in a row. But you know what? To each his own. You're gonna have days like this. Mama said there'd be days like this, so you should have been listening. And we are just going into the hottest of weekends this weekend. So much action. Bears are five and one. Big Ten football's back. Oh, maybe a little bit of a preview there. I can't wait for the big 10 minute, but let's get into it. I got the hottest picks. Rick Fieldsman has the hottest picks. This is the segment within a segment, hams and spreads. The only segment where the intro and outro are longer than the actual segment. And we're kicking it off right now. Here we go hams and spreads, pick one. All right, we are starting off with football, but maybe not the football you're thinking of. We're going for a little bit of the English-style football. We got the Premier League, and we are looking at Chelsea versus Manchester United. This game is being played Saturday at 11.30 a.m., Oh, I have been dying to bet some soccer for quite some time. Haven't placed a bet on corner kicks in a while. DraftKings, unfortunately, not posting the corner kick over and under yet, so we're not doing that. But here's what I do know. I love Chelsea versus Manchester United. Chelsea is the team to bet. So here's what we're going to do. There's a bet where if there's a draw, there's no bet. So we're going Chelsea over Manchester United. Draw tie. No, draw, by the way. That means tie. No bet. We're going Chelsea minus 105. I love Chelsea. They have the best footballers in England. I'm pretty sure they're going to beat Manchester United Saturday at 1130. We're going to kick this weekend off right. Let's go to the next pick. Hams and spreads. Pick two. Oh, here we go. Big 10 minutes. Oh, it's going to be a big 10 three hours because we're looking at Purdue versus Iowa. Iowa sucks. They are terrible. Trump was just there for the first and last time. They are nothing. Mike Allstott and the Purdue Boilermakers are three-and-a-half-point dogs against Iowa Hawkeyes. Nobody cares about Iowa. Purdue, little-known fact, Rick Fieldsman went to a football camp at Purdue, learned a lot not enough, but Purdue is going to beat Iowa, but gladly take those three and a half points. We're going Purdue plus three and a half over Iowa. Tim and Iowa sucks. So let's go 2-0, and o, going to our final pick. Hams and spreads, pick three, printing money's pick of the week. Whoops! Lost our sponsorship. We went one and two last weekend, but we'll be back because we're going three and zero. Rick is renegotiating his contract. I got the hottest picks this week. Come to me for the hot picks. We're gonna bring it home. You know I'm going Bears Rams. You know am, Monday night is where all the action is, unless there's a COVID outbreak, but I don't think there will be. Bears and Rams. Bears are five and a half point dogs. Are you crazy? Did you hear what I said last week? Cole Komet, my click to pick. First touchdown. It's happening. It's happening, boys. You better jump on the train because we're going. We're going 6-1. and one. Oh, We are going to crush the Rams. I don't even know a Ram. Eric Dickerson? Okay. Yeah, I can't imagine he's playing that well these days. I cannot name one single Ram. I don't want to know a single Ram. I'm going Bears. I'm going Plot. Take the points. Plus five and a half. You know what you do though? You slap some money line on it. Cole comet, he's gonna he's gonna catch another touchdown. He might throw a touchdown, but we're going bears. Those are the three picks this week. Got the hot, hot picks for you all. I hope you have a great one. Enjoy, and as always, have a good one at the windows.
1: And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment. Sam's and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman.
2: Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money.
1: Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, a lot of energy from a guy that was under five hundred last week, wouldn't you say, Dan?
3: Yeah, I'm just curious what Spirit's going to think about those picks. They seem kind of controversial. I don't know. We don't have a good feel yet for what management's like with Spirit, but this time of year, they seem to be down to fuck when it comes to Rick's hot, hot picks. So thanks, Rick. That was great. That was great, buddy.
1: We appreciate that. Absolutely. It's like it's like reaching into a bag of somebody's trick-or-treats. What's going to be at the bottom? I don't know. Is there a razor blade? Hard to say, but I feel like Rick's going to be, I feel like he's going to be 3-0. I don't think there's going to be razor blades at the bottom of his Snickers. Bottom of a Snickers? That doesn't seem right. Not a good physics guy. Is that physics? Who am I talking to?
3: You're only going to find hot, hot cash at the bottom of Rick's Almond Joys, because he feels like a nut. Sometimes he doesn't. What? Was that Almond Joys? Bound Joys? Almond Mounds? Nope. I'm not a big candy guy, even though I'm a fat guy. I don't know a lot about candy.
1: And I always convinced myself I was allergic to coconut with no basis for that. And one of those had coconut, right? Was it Almond Joy? Yeah, one of them.
3: them. Coconut's trash. Yeah. I hate (laughs) coconut. It's trash. I don't like it at all.
1: Get it out of my face. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I know you can't see us if you're listening, but right now I'm holding two coconuts, <laughs> and Dan just yelled at me, so I'm taking that personally. It's a coconut, bra. Get it in spirit. That's <laughs> true. Dan, anything catching your eye with other NFL games, including potential teasers, I'm not keeping any tabs on how you're doing so far this year, by the way. Maybe you are. I'm not keeping tabs, and that's a good
3: thing, because I think every pick I gave last week was Trash. The Eagles teaser pick hit. I think everything else I gave you was horrible. Uh, So, Bill, what I like this week are the Minnesota Vikings. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I said that for you. Will you not let me take the Vikings ever again? I'm officially quitting them. I don't even know if they're playing this week. I honestly don't know. Let me look at my notes here. I did not pick them. They're trash. They're trash. Thank God. All right, here's the games I like this week. I like Green Bay giving three and a half to the Texans. The Texans suck, apparently, real bad. Green Bay, they can't lose two in a row, right? I'd like it if they did, but I don't see that happening. They just played a dog shit game, and I don't think, honestly, I feel bad about it. I don't think I see it happening again. I like Green Bay minus three and a half on the road at Houston. All right, (laughs) I don't know why I did that. I like the Titans plus one and a half at home against Pittsburgh this week. Tennessee's legit. They're pretty good. Yeah, there. When they're not getting COVID, they're pretty fucking good, Bill. And they're getting one and a half at home against Ben Roethlisberger, who will be out all night long at Roberts, right in the main drag there across the river from Nissan Stadium. He'll be drunk. He's fat. Probably will get a little rapey with his gray penis. Titans, plus one and a half. Okay, next pick. Uh, Let me look at my notes here. Okay, here we go. I'm back. Sorry, I'm still thinking about Subway, that smell. I like the Raiders at home this week, plus two and a half against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They don't travel well. We saw that when they came to Chicago. Tom Brady doesn't even know what downs he gets on the road. He doesn't know when he's not looking at that giant pirate ship. So I like the Raiders at home, plus two and a half. So those are the games I like, Bill. Any feelings on those? No, no, no,
1: absolutely no opinion on them. Thanks for asking, though.
3: You're welcome. All right, I'm going to give you the teasers real quick. San Fran, you're going to get San Fran plus nine and a half with the teaser at New England. San Fran might be back on track. They beat the shit out of the Rams. You're going to get Arizona plus ten and a half at home against the Seahawks. Seahawks were off last week That sounds right So you're going to get 10.5 points at home Division game Carolina, we just saw them You're going to get them 14.5 at home Against the Saints The Saints might be frauds You're going to get 14.5 points at home, baby Bridgewater, he's going to look a little better Against the Saints defense Everyone looks bad against the Bears Uh, And then maybe tease the Bears if you want to That'd actually be a nice play Right? Is that one of your plays this week? No, it's not, because I'm taking them on the money line. Don't waste your time. Take those other ones. All right, that's all I got for you. But I do have a question for you, Bill. Is it a problem that I completely forgot to do my picks for TallySite last week?
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know that you... <laughs> that's a good question. We are kind of sponsored by TallySite here. I feel, like, I feel like you won't get dinged, though, because they weren't wrong, right? I haven't looked yet. Not wrong.
3: I I don't know, but I apologize for that.
1: Sorry, Tallyside.
3: It's all on percentages anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's not a big deal, but I apologize, Tallyside, and I apologize to you, Bill. I completely forgot.
1: That's fine. It's absolutely fine. Last week's focus for gambling things was on Rick Fieldsman, as they should have been. But was that a mistake? Mr. 1 and 2. Can you flip it to 2 and 1, Rick? Let's make it happen, buddy. This has been Hams and Bread with a little bit of hams and spreads sponsored this week by Spirit. Thank you, Spirit. We appreciate it.
3: Thank you so much, Spirit. Fuck you, John Wayne Gacy. The white legacy is more than bricks and
2: mortars. I wanted to save Gotham. I failed. Why do we fall, So that we can learn Pick ourselves up. I still have given up on me.
1: Never. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we.
2: It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero
0: doinks. Zero Zero Oh, Bear's
1: Fantasy Corner, where you get all the best stuff here. It's raining outside right now. That came as a big surprise to me. I thought, "Wow, that's shocking." And then I thought, "I haven't checked a weather app in a long time. Why would that be shocking?" Anyway, Dan, what's going on, Bear's Fantasy Corner, buddy? You
3: anti-rain? What what's what was the problem?
1: I like things dry. I like them absolutely dry at all times.
3: I was, ooh, I hear a little thunder now. Almost on cue. Whoops. All right, Bears Fantasy Corner. Let's review. You had Montgomery last week, correct? Montgomery
1: right? Ward.
3: Those aren't still around, are they?
1: The brand name Saving Store.
2: Ah.
3: Hams. Thank you, Hams. Hopefully they haven't fired us either after your John Wayne Gacy stance. All right. Montgomery finished with 10.7 fantasy points. Cole Komet may have taken him kind of as a joke. He had eight and a half fantasy points. So I didn't miss out by too much there. So you win again. I believe you're four and two on the year. Could use some help from grease tank on that. I don't know that he updated it last week, but I believe he was out of town. So we'll let it slide this time, buddy. Uh, Okay, so fantasy corner picks this week. Do you want me to go first? Go for it. All right. I am taking an offensive player, which is what we do every week. I'm taking a wide receiver, and when you hear these stats, you probably will be able to guess who it is. This gentleman's going to have eight catches, 125 yards plus receiving, two receiving touchdowns, and one passing touchdown. That's Anthony Miller. Ooh. He's going to have a breakout game. He's going to surprise everyone. Everyone's shitting on him. Everyone's like, oh, Mooney this, Mooney that. And he's going to say, you know what? You know what? Don't forget about me. Don't forget that I had a couple terrible penalties in last year's game against the Rams for taunting. I'm back. I'm pissed off. I'm Anthony Miller. My click to pick. What do you got, Bill? Bill.
1: I love it. Well, I'm going to stretch my legs a little bit here myself. So last year when the Bears were putting together their second three-game winning streak of the year, much like they're going to do this Monday, they played primetime against the Cowboys. And if you recall, Dan, they settled down a relentless Cowboys rush by going to the screen game with the oft-ignored J.P. Holtz. Well, I'm here to tell you. J.P. Holtz is going to do it again this Monday night with an identical line that he had last year in a similar spot. He is going to have three catches, 56 yards, which, at least in our league, equals 6.35 points. That's enough to get you a daily fantasy victory, guaranteed, hot cash in your pocket, go buy a new clown suit, Halloween comes early, Bears fantasy, do it. This is advice you can't get anywhere else. We love you. John Wayne Gacy, we stand by you in these trying times.
3: No, we don't. We, no, we do not. No, we do not. We're glad you're dead. You're dead as fuck. Burn in hell, John Wayne Gacy, you murderer. I like
1: framed. that pick,
3: though. I li- He was framed. No, no, he definitely was not. I like that pick, though. I wish we would use Thank him you. more as a fullback. We need a fullback on this team with a shitty offensive line. I wouldn't mind him seeing get a little bit yeah. bit more play.
1: Give him some run. Give him some tick. Give him some tick.
3: All right, let's go over the top performers last week. You want to take a guess? Absolutely. Frank Sinatra, number one. Nope. He did. Uh, Deshaun Watson was first. 44.75 points in a loss to the Titans. Is that Titans. a joke? Desha-
1: no. No. I got, I'm got. i sorry, I got confused. I thought you said Deshaun Jackson. Too many hams. No, Deshaun Watson. You know him as the
3: quarterback for the Houston Texans. But he lost but had almost 45 points. Matt Ryan was second, beaten up all over the Vikings. I may have benched him this week for the first time this year. That was what? a bad idea. He had 44.64 points finished just behind Watson. Ryan Tannehill... Of the Tennessee Titans finished third, forty three point three one points. So two quarterbacks from the same game in the top three, Bill. How about that? Tennessee Tits. And uh Derrick Henry was, I think, fourth. He had a big game as well. All right. The uh Taysom Hill Trash Players of the Week presented by Glad. Thank you, Glad, for being a sponsor. Thank you. We only have one this week. One in the negative. Blaine Gabbert who's a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I missed it, but he apparently he came into the game and threw one pass attempt that did not connect. He had three rushes for two yards in our league. That's a negative .05 points for you, Blaine Gabbert. Can't believe you're still getting a paycheck in the NFL. Good for you.
1: Fuck you. He's Fuck a Mizzou you. guy. I yep. have no okay, for him. Okay,
3: fair enough. Uh, Taysom Hill had zero points this week.
1: I heard this week on, I believe it was Parkins' show, minus McNeil, that he is an exceptional athlete that a guy like Mitch Trubisky could never imagine being at his level. And it was a serious comment, I believe, by Danny Parkins. And I thought, are you fucking kidding me? We're talking about Taysom Hill, right? Are you fucking kidding me? Is he an exceptional athlete, Dan? Uh, He can play multiple positions, okay, but he doesn't do it well. Yeah.
3: I mean, shut up. Let's say the same about Cordero Patterson. I haven't seen him throw yet. He's probably no worse than Taysom Hill. Am I right? Does Taysom Hill return kicks? Haven't seen it. He's not one of the best kick returners of all time. Cordero Patterson is better than Taysom Hill. I also, I gave it, it was a cheap one run Taysom Hill with the zero points. They were off this week, so... Um, <laughs> I, didn't that was catch a, that I just want to point out games. that was a dirty okay. one. But uh, yeah, Taysom Hill stinks, continues to stink. He's going to stink this week. He's going to stink against the Bears. I know you'd mentioned previously you were a little worried about that. Do not be worried. If he's in the game a lot against us, we are blowing out the Saints. We are blowing, blowing, blowing them out. <laughs> and that wraps up Taysom Hill Trash Players of the Week presented by Glad.
1: That's all I got for
3: Fantasy Corner for you, buddy.
1: Same here. Win your leagues. Win your weekly leagues. Follow us. It's going to be fantastic. We have all the hot, hot hits and picks. What? Here on Bears Fantasy Corner. Coming up next, Fans and Eggs visits Diego in Mexico. What a guy. Unbelievable. The group that he's got cooking down there, I love it. In Monterey, Mexico, you're not going to want to miss it i think i love diego how about you dan
3: love diego he i want to learn spanish now so i could be friends with diego and his crew down there they just look like they're having an awesome time i could we couldn't get a group like that together around here right
1: not legally i don't think but definitely uh... not legally as of today
3: actually thank you jb just rolled back uh allowing people to hang out anymore so thanks a lot people for who didn't wear a mask fuck you couldn't go to bears games now i can't go to restaurants again so
1: fuck you again fuck you all i want is a fucking sandwich at a subway and i can't even go inside anymore i don't have to try to do a drive-thru i gotta make up your own drive-thru subway i want to smell daddy's diapers while i'm eating the pastrami this has been well, <laughs> bears fantasy corner i think right
3: this is Bears Fantasy Corner. No, looking forward to this Diego interview. We probably should end on a high note rather than old men taking dumps in the Depends.
1: Diego, take it from here, buddy. See you next segment, fans and eggs. Well, the pen is dry, but my hams are soaking wet. You know a good
2: lie
0: high
1: has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while i suck on my beer from topica to maine from tokyo to spain we all want you here we want you all here from new york to fort wayne by greyhound or by train i guess i'll keep waiting waiting for fans and eggs All right, welcome back to Zero Dinks. This is Fans and Eggs, everybody's favorite segment where we interview a Bears fan from either throughout the country or, in this case, yet again, we are going out of the United States this week. We are going south of the border to Mexico with our new friend Diego. Diego, how you doing today, ma'am?
4: Hi, guys. Really, really good. Really good. Really thrilled about. Uh being with you and share a few minutes to uh, maybe express how deep uh, is our love for the birds down here in Monterrey. As odd as it might sound, <laughs> we, we do have a large fan base of uh, Chicago birds fan here in, in Monterrey, Mexico. You know, it's the, north, the up north part of Mexico, we are really close to the border in Texas. So um, thank you, thank you for, for, for your invitation.
3: Yeah, what's the what would you say is the biggest fan base there? Would it be Houston, like yeah. the Texans or Dallas or No,
4: the the Cry Boys, you know? They they have a... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> a large fan base uh, the Steelers cuz they were huge in the 70s, so they oh, okay. still have these boomers rooting for them. Um, the 49ers like uh they grew up on their fan base back in the 90s with uh you know the golden age of the of the, United, the 49ers and uh i guess mostly that's that's the fan base in mexico maybe lately you know the the patriots that makes sense so how how did you come
1: about becoming a bears fan and and tell us a little bit about the uh the bears fan group that you're that you're a big part of
4: yeah well that's a good question bill cuz because... I, I've been asking a lot of that question and I just don't know, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know how did I end up being a, a Bears fan. The, I guess, it, 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 you know, the, the deeper I could uh, drill in this is because sometime, somehow somebody, when I was little, like around six or uh, seven years old, somebody gave me a Chicago Bears jacket. That's what I remember. And from nice. there, I, I, I picked the Chicago Bears as, as my team, and I never left them. And uh, I'm from the uh, 1980. I'm 40 years old. And when I was, uh, you know, five or six years old, which is one or only Super Bowl, you know, with William Perry and uh, Walter Payton and, and, and the Punky. So I guess that's, that's somebody just saw my face and says, hey, there you go. I wouldn't like you, and I will give you this precious, <laughs> you know? So
3: let me ask It's gonna be a weird question. The jacket, was it one of the shiny ones with the stripes on the arms, or was it yes. a starter or starter jacket? Um, it was
4: a beautiful starter bomber jacket. Love it. But I, I, I'm still looking for, uh, uh, you know, a replica of, of, of that, and I couldn't find it. I just found out that Nike just starts selling some bomber jackets for for Chicago Bears, and they yep. are look awesome. But they are not the same. Do you know? Do you remember those shiny bomber jackets, oh, though, uh, with the with the C on the front and the Bears on the back? You know, in yep. the NFL. And I guess if I remember well, they have the Central, the North, division logo on the other sleeve. Sounds right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah. definitely the NFC logo. I want to say, yeah, that's that's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah. Oh man, I've I've recently looked for Bears starter jackets to be nostalgic as well. And uh, since I'm a big fat guy, I usually can't find one in my size. And if I do, it's a lot. It's uh,
4: way too much money. Way more than I can justify spending. (laughs) well maybe maybe somebody somebody may have someone in their closet you know let's let's hunt that (laughs) that's right well so yeah you
1: mentioned walter payton in the fridge i noticed in in the picture that you sent us with your with your bears fan club there's a lot of people wearing walter payton jerseys there so so tell us about kind of how that came to be and and that bar looked amazing. It looked electric wherever you were. Oh. That, that <laughs> I wanted mean, to be there. So, may, so maybe you guys, that's you get together for every game? Or what do you guys do?
4: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, to your first question, maybe it's because we are old people. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so. We, we remember that, uh, the, the golden age of the, the bears, the midway monsters, and that generation that... Uh, the, you know, give us all that joy. But uh right now the, the fan base for the, the our group is named Bears Nation Monterey. We do nice. have a fan page, we have a, a, a Facebook uh group, we have this big WhatsApp group with around uh five hundred to six hundred members. Whoa. And we have a place, we, 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 we select a restaurant named the the cave. It, it it's a wing it's, restaurant you know buffalo yep. wings restaurant and then we embrace that place it is a small place right in the corner of a big avenue in monterey so every every week uh during the season w- you will find people wearing chicago bears jerseys and hats and caps and, and, and flags and uh, actually the owner of the restaurant allow us to paint the place with the orange <laughs> and blue <Awesome>. so <laughs> <laughs> that's great Yeah, I saw that it might sound, you know, because here in Mexico, football is not the the biggest thing at all. But Mm -hmm. in Monterrey, especially in Monterrey, it is a big place for football. And it is amazing because there is this association of fan-based clubs and it is a contest. It is is like our own championship of who can have more people on their restaurant every week to root for their teams they cover us with tv and radio sometimes they cover us on the newspaper they send they 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 publish our pictures so it is it is awesome it is it is a, a really nice group of people who enjoys to watch football every every week and some of them, they don't understand football, but they are still there for the beer, you know, on the wings. So. <laughs> they love to drink. They love to drink, for sure. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, so, Diego, I have,
3: I have a question for you. Actually, two questions. Do you have to live in Monterey to be in the fan club? And do you have to speak Spanish? Because I know two people who would love to join that fan club, if possible.
4: Oh, for sure. Yeah, if, if you are talking about yourself, you're yep, more, more than welcome to, to join us. I will send you the invitation for yes. fan page. Yes, Actually, yesterday we had a meeting. Uh, Kike, who is one of the founders of the fan, the, the fan club, and the other one is Francisco, who is helping us to put up a... We want to stream um, every Wednesday, um, a program, a live stream program to do some analysis of this of, and the highlights of the week and also comment about uh, the verse, you know. So we Love were it. more than happy and welcome to have you as our godfathers in this young <laughs> <John> venture <Awesome. laughs> and, and may 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 enlighten us with your previous experience doing this <laughs> weird thing for wives, you know, because she was really, really... <laughs> Asking me questions about what are you going to do with these guys for an hour talking about football again? (laughs) You didn't have enough watching football on Sunday and on a Monday and on a Tuesday. (laughs) And uh, and, hey, I played football for around 20 years of my life since I was like nine years old. And I stopped playing around my 25th um, birthday. So I played along. So, so wow. I love cool. football, so yeah, yeah, definitely, you guys are more than welcome, we will send you the invitation, yes. and as soon as we have uh, this, you know, program, I will return the invitation and, 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 and we will more than happy to have you. Well, um,
3: how quickly, I, I got to learn Spanish pretty quickly though, to make it easier, how, <laughs> how long do you think it will take me, I'm not very smart.
4: Ah no! I might help you with some uh, regular <laughs> initial phrases that you need to master, like okay. uh, uh, "una cerveza por favor." It's like yep, uh, okay. "give me Another a beer, beer. please." Yep, okay. beer. Right. And the second one, it comes right next to that is where "where is the bathroom?" <laughs> "Donde está el baño." yep. Okay, good. Cause, I, cause I know they, the basics, but they come along. They come along, you know. <laughs> give me a beer, and what is the bathroom? You know. Oh, awesome. <laughs> perfect, perfect.
1: What is your what's your beer of choice in in Monterey?
4: Well, uh, we do have a big uh, brand here that is local, and well, it's national. Its name called Temoc Moctezuma. It's Tecate. It's like the the, the brand of of, or, of people, but. Myself, I love Miller, the yes. white one. That's, that's gotcha. my favorite yep. right now. The, the, the Miller is awesome. I have a friend working in, in Wisconsin for, for Miller, and uh, she usually teases me with some of this new stuff that they are about to sell and send, in the, send out in the market. So it's great. I love Miller,
2: yeah.
1: That's awesome. We, do they sell hams beer in Monterey? Have you ever had yourself a hams? No, I never. I never have. I never have. Oh, maybe more. we can work something out. We'll, uh, Dan and I will put our heads together. We're big, we're
4: big hams, guys. They're, uh, they're, they're huge here around Chicago right now. It's a red-hot beer. More the better, and I will send you a 24-package of Tecate, you know, awesome. to return the favor. And that, that, that will be great. Yeah.
3: Diego, you being a Bears fan and like and enjoying Miller Light, you kind of sound like a Chicago guy. That's like, those are two good, you know, two good staples for around here. Have you been to Chicago? And if so, have you been to a Bears game?
4: Well, I have never been in a, in a, Bears, uh, in a Bears game uh, in my life. I had the chance to spend three hours at the Chicago O'Hara Air- airport <laughs> two oh. years ago. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful place, you know. <laughs> Either way, I was in Chicago and I was happy just to be there, you know, even though I was just trapped in the, in the airport waiting for my connection. I, but I bought this, I don't know, this, I don't remember this brand of peanuts, you know, this, mm-hmm. this peanuts that you guys eat in there. Yep. I had a slice of pizza, a deep dish pizza, yeah, the harper, and I had the chance to eat a hot dog, you know. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And, nice. And a and a beer, you know. <laughs> but that was my experience <laughs> in Chicago. That, that that's it. But it's in my plans. It's in my plans as soon this crap of pandemia stop. Yeah. To make plans to go up there and maybe enjoy a game, maybe maybe next year, you know.
1: Yeah, awesome. Hopefully soon enough. Yeah, we like our cholesterol here in Chicago, whether you're at, at O'Hare or or any hey. uh, of our local restaurants. So hot dog,
4: pizza, peanuts, that's yeah. a beer. That's amazing. And a beer. Yeah, yeah we're in sync. And whenever you guys have the chance to come down to Mexico Monterrey, you're more than welcome. We we love to barbecue, we love the grill, we love, you know, steaks. So every time, uh, anytime that you guys want to come down, you will awesome. be more than welcome. Yeah.
3: What do, you, what do you think about this year's Bears team, Diego? How are you feeling
4: about things? How can I say this? I think we are getting luckier every time because we, we just end up winning two games that uh, they were completely lost. I was just yelling to the TV and yelling to Mitch Trubisky. And then it happened. The miracle happened. And then I guess for me, I don't know if any fan base or if you guys were going to hate me about this, but I think that Nagy did the, the, the best thing that he could do for the team, just putting falls on the team, putting falls on the field. I guess somebody asked me this question, like, hey, they, 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 they banned Mitch Trubisky just for an interception. And I said, no, this is because the last, the last season, this is because... He let us down the last season. He couldn't complete 15, years, 15 yards pass on a third and a 10 for a, for a first down. And he couldn't uh, excel and he couldn't perform as it was expected. So I guess he has his time. I, I wish the best. And uh, maybe in Cowboys or maybe in somebody on another place. But I guess right now for us, Folds is doing great. The team looks better. And maybe this week against a better team as is the Panthers, we will know. Because against Indianapolis, it was tough. And maybe we need to improve the running game. I don't know what is happening with coming out. I don't know what will happen. Maybe Lamar Miller can do something as, as soon as he starts or maybe learn the playbook. I guess he's what's doing right now, learning the playbook. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe the running game it is a big issue for us it is a big issue for the birds right now. Graham is doing great. I don't know if you guys concur with yeah. me, but uh, Graham is, 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 is playing like a, like a, he were 10 years, you know, younger. Yeah. That, that catch with, on one hand on the anthem was amazing. The, the guy is, 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 is putting the uniform with, with proud and, and, and I'm happy, you know?
3: Well, Diego, I, I, I'll let you in on, on our, my path with, uh, Jimmy Graham, I've hated on him for a long time, and I am completely eating my words the last few weeks because he has been awesome, and that catch was beautiful. So, yeah, I will gladly eat shit if he continues to do that. Very <laughs> much
4: so. <laughs> That's
1: right. What's what's the word for shit in Spanish?
4: Um, mierda.
1: Mierda. There you, go. There you yeah.
4: Go. <laughs> Perfect. yeah. 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 Mierda yeah <laughs> nice beautiful i have cool. a lot of words to teach you guys but maybe not in this in this in this time <laughs> okay that's fair that's fair, <laughs> that's well, fair.
1: Well, diego this has been a lot of fun i cannot wait to be part of your fan club with with dan doinks over here i think we have a lot to offer except great spanish so apologies in advance for that but thanks for coming on with us uh this week
4: and we look forward to continuing our new friendship, Diego. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, to be open to listen a Mexican guy talking about the Chicago Bears as weird as it might sound, you know. So no. so thank you. Thank Perfect. you. If you have the chance to share this with all the our, our brothers, bears along the country and the US and over the world, just we want to let you know that uh, we are here. We are in Mexico. We are in Monterrey every week, rooting for the team and hoping for the best. I guess this season we will end up in on a wild card, in a wild card game, winning, getting cool. getting us slipping into the playoffs. And hey, we have Cairo Santos this time and not Parky Shitty. Yep. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Cody Parky is mierda oh god damn <laughs> uh, I, I wish him the best but uh I don't my god I, yeah it, I don't th-
3: wish him the best either yeah you're alone uh, on that one Diego I'm still can, in pain you can go
4: to hell it, it duele todavía you know it's still the pain <laughs> the pain you can feel it at that, that moment you know that guy failing exactly but uh, anyway thank you guys thank yeah. you guys
1: If you ever wanted to follow us, do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. Weirdest Big Ten minute, and I love it so much. <laughs> big Ten minute
3: a bunch of fat pale midwesterners just roaming around pasadena you love the illini and i have a life i bleed orange and blue gophers minus three is my pick i respect your love for the illini shove it shove it shove it row 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 shove 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 i'm like pretty much the only gopher fan that people know oh big 10 minute it's been a big 10 minute Since we've done this segment, I'm excited Big Ten football is Fucking back, baby Let's kick it off since Spirit is A sponsor and their Logo is orange, let's talk About your orange Illini Bill, that was a terrible
1: transition But give it to us, buddy Things aren't scary in Champagne, right, guys? Things are going to be amazing. The Wainai this year are going to be fantastic, okay? They kick off the season this Friday. In Madison against Wisconsin. We'll get to that in a minute, but I just want to give a really quick preview of what to expect this year for Illinois. They're going to be amazing. They have 10 of 11 starters returning on offense, and that's from a team that went bowling for the first time in Lovie Smith's tenure, so they're going to be better because if there's nothing the Illini do better, best it's piling up consecutive great seasons that's happened once in my lifetime and I'm 40 but it's going to happen this year guys no big deal they only lost a guard to probably not the NFL draft he probably died no big deal but he was replaced by a redshirt sophomore Virtus Brown who is one of the top recruits they've gotten in the last 10 years so I think the offense is 11 for 11 if you ask me Brandon and all of his Peters returns at quarterback. He's going to be great. He knows the offense. He knows his personnel. Just got to keep him out of concussion protocol, guys. That was a bit a bit of an issue in 2019. Let's keep him healthy, guys. Keep him healthy. Behind those returning starters that I mentioned, they have a senior wideout who's recovering from a leg issue. He came here from USC. Trevon Sidney, his brother in arms. I uh, can't remember his name. Is starting. At wide receiver, sorry, I apologize. Too many hams. Uh, we've got a great running back backing up the starter, Chase Brown. He is a transfer as well. The guy I'm most excited about on offense, though, is 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 Luke Ford. He is the guy that transferred. He's a tight end, transferred from Georgia last year. He's supposed to get an automatic transfer, not sit-out year. He would have started at Georgia last year even, but his grandpa was sick, so he came back thinking the NCAA was going to say, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and play. NCAA did not do that. His grandpa died. Not great, obviously, but he's finally playing this year. He's going to be awesome. He is a future NFL dude playing for Illinois. That doesn't happen every day. So keep an eye on him. Defense returns a bunch of starters as well. They're going to be pretty good. D-line is a bit of a question. Special teams is going to be great. They've got the best punter in maybe all of the land and maybe the best kicker in the Big Ten. So they're going to be good. Here's my prediction. They're going to end up 6-2 this year, guys. (laughs) 6-2. 2 They've not had a winning season in the Big Ten in quite a while until this year again. All right? Want me to rattle this off real quick for you, Dan? Just because I think you you come in a little bit here in a minute. So we'll talk about the Wisconsin game here in a sec. But after Wisconsin, they're going to beat Purdue. They're going to beat Minnesota. They're going to beat Rutgers. They're going to beat Nebraska. They're going to go against Ohio State, possibly undefeated. Game day's coming to Champaign. Illinois will lose. And then we'll play Illinois, or uh, Iowa, rather. We'll win. We'll lose against Northwestern because we can never beat them. We'll be 6-2. and two. Things will be great. I don't know if they're having bowl games, really, this year. I don't really know much about what's going on. But if there are bowl games, we'll be playing January 1st, maybe in the Outback Bowl, which I believe Minnesota might be the defending champions in. If that's what's going to happen. We'll talk about Friday night in Madison in a minute. But I want to hear about the Gophers' prospects for 2021. Dan, you got a great quarterback and a great wideout. That's all I know.
3: That was way more in depth than I thought I was planning on going to with the Gophers. Uh, yeah, that was that was great. I'm, you're adorable for thinking the Illini are gonna be that good. I feel Thanks. bad they for are. you that after it's Friday, not just adorable. You, it's happening. It's your, happening. Your dreams are gonna be shattered. I'm sorry. No. I nope. We might get together Friday, right? Yes. To there's no, no mind together. about it. So yeah. There's no, I no mind. I will be there to safely put a hand on your shoulder. Lots of sanitizer first when you're just weeping for your. Illini, who just got destroyed. No, I hope you beat the Badgers. Fuck them. All right. Gophers, yes. As you said, they have the number two overall wide receiver, according to ESPN's Big Board. Number seven prospect overall. Tanner Morgan's the quarterback coming back. Number seven quarterback, number one overall. So that's good. They did lose a a decent amount. They lost a decent amount this past year with Winfield on the defensive side. Tyler Johnson scored at least one touchdown against the Packers this past weekend so that was neat um yeah I think their defense could be a little shaky but PJ Flex got things ha 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 rolling I have the Gophers losing only to Ohio State don't even know if they play Ohio State but if they do they're gonna lose to them they're gonna play in the Rose Bowl because Ohio State's going undefeated they're gonna be in the playoffs, so Yeah, your Illini might still make the Outback Bowl. That'd be cool. They're going to lose. The Gophers are going to beat the Illini. Nobody's even worried about that. So, yeah, it should be fun. I'm happy it's back. It feels weird. No fans, I don't think, right, in any of the stadiums. Big
1: Ten's not allowing it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Uh,
3: thank God after the SEC is just blowing COVID all over each other right now. So, that's probably for the best, huh?
1: yeah it is who uh who are the gophers kicking off with this weekend buddy gophers are at home uh
3: college game days coming to minneapolis Ooh. back-to-back weeks i think i saw technically what? regular season back-to-back wisconsin last year yeah they lost i know they lost everyone relax gophers are at home against michigan they're getting three and a half points at home of course i'm taking those points they're winning they're winning big that's just everybody just sucking in fucking jim harbaugh but they stink this is jim harbaugh's last year that's my prediction he's gone after this year he gone back to the nfl probably coach the jets how about that
1: wow you heard it here first
3: uh, yeah, but I got gophers. I would take the points, take the money line, whatever you want to do. Get wet, and wild gophers. Row, row,
1: row. Okay, that's great. The Illini aforementioned, they started as a 22.5-point dog at Madison. That seemed heavy. It fell down to about 18. We cannot bet on Illinois, as you may have heard from previous episodes. Not allowed. You cannot bet on either Northwestern or Illinois. Football this year in the state of Illinois. Fuck you. I think Josh Whitman is in charge of that Uh, AD for Illinois. So Josh, love you, except for this. Anywho, go across the border, throw some cash in Tim's direction in Iowa. I would sprinkle a little bit on the line, plus 18, 18 and a half but I would sprinkle more on the money line because Illinois is flat-out winning. There are no fans in Madison, so that's not an issue. Illinois is typically good week one, and they kind of fade for a bit, and then they'll they'll bounce back a bit. They're prepared. Lovey will have them prepared. Like I said, they're returning all but like three starters on offense and defense. Wisconsin has a first-time starting quarterback. He's going to be nervous. Things are going to get incredibly weird. Illinois beat Wisconsin last year in Champaign when Wisconsin was a top five team. Wisconsin is not as good this year. Illinois is better than last year. Therefore, victory is coming to Madison for the Illini. If it doesn't happen, I will be shocked and I will smoke one cigarette if it does not happen.
3: I like that you said the Illini typically play well in week one. Like They yes. aren't always playing like fucking Akron or Western Kentucky. Not You're important. just hanging your hat on that. Not, Not important. important at all.
1: all details. Right, well, I Not like, a big details guy. I, like, okay.
3: I love your op- optimism here. I absolutely love it, and I'm fired up to watch this game with you live Friday night. It's going to be cold. Sitting outside watching that shit, but we'll figure it out, right, buddy?
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get a dragon that can blow some hot smoke under our trousers. It'll be great. We'll we'll stay warm somehow, some way. It's going to be great, as well as future Big Ten minute segments. Thank you for putting up with our craziness. I know there's a ton of Gophers and Illini fans that listen to this podcast, so thank you uh, so much, Zerdiex. Row the boat. <laughs> Zero Danks, wrapping up the pre-Monday Night Football game at Los Angeles Rams. Dan, this has been a fun one. Do you have anything to empty your notebook in my direction? I
3: thought were going to say empty your balls. That would have been real weird. I don't know why I thought that. I'm a creep. I'm a <laughs> creep. Okay, I recently met two people, probably in the last couple of months, who claim to f- be full-blown boycotting
1: the NFL this year. Have you run across anyone like that? Not in real life. Only on Twitter I've seen it. And I always want to jump in and like tell them to fuck off or something, and I, I've restrained myself. I've seen somebody on Facebook that I may or may not work with that said the same, but I also saw him say something a few years ago. With social protests instead of, like keep politics out of, you know, sort of that sort of thing. Uh, is that what you're getting at? Or yes,
3: no? okay. 100%. I met one a, f- a few months ago, which, like, it was a neighbor. It made total sense. Big time, like, don't re- disrespect the flag type of guy who just is like, oh, it's too much. It's too much politics in my sports. Stick to sports. Shut up and dribble, that type of shit. But I met the other another guy who said the same thing. He's like, I don't pay you to hear your opinions. And I want to be like, all right, buddy. First of all, finish putting the tent up in my yard and shut your mouth. I don't pay you for your fucking opinions either. So, so I'm <laughs> like, right. what, what world does he think that, like, because he's not watching the Bears this past weekend on Fox that Roquan Smith's salary is going down just a touch shut a the point. fuck up how ignorant are these people that think this and and this just made me think I was like all right you know who's saying this Bears fans because they have it in their head that the Bears are gonna stink right there is like low expectations you think there's any Chiefs fans this year that are like I'm boycotting the NFL no way no fucking <laughs> chance And then if the Bears keep winning, I'm going to guess those people start coming around and be like, well, I'm watching, but I'm not happy about it. I'm still (laughs) going to fire my guns at halftime. Don't you take my guns away from me.
1: It's certainly possible. I know, it's very annoying. It's like, why do you have to make an announcement about it? And it's not like I'm going to check on you either way, so... Congrats, I guess. I don't give a fuck. And it's like it's people that care about ratings, too, in general. It's like right. I love the NFL. I love the Bears. I will watch both, whether the Bears are good or not, whether there's any political mention of anything or not. Like I'm watching. I don't give a fuck. Like you could you could pretty much, you know, eh, I wasn't I'm, I'm not going to actually say out loud what I was just thinking, but you could pretty much do anything on that screen and i will watch i don't give a fuck if like my neighbor's watching or not or if the ratings suck i'm doing it for my own enjoyment fuck you fuck you fuck you you weirdos i don't care stop grandstanding
3: it's just it's funny to me though you're you're, the same you're talking about like the old uh like Ted Cruz and Mark Cuban argument about like oh basketball got woke and the waiting the ratings are terrible no the ratings are terrible because it's a fucking pandemic and NBA ratings are typically so so anyway they're playing a lot yeah. of those games in the middle of the day shut the fuck up Ted Cruz but right. he's the same person who's like athletes oh shut up and shut up and dribble but yet he can comment on athletes having an opinion like where do we draw the line it's just funny to me that like I said the guy putting up the tent i'm literally paying him to put up a tent and he's giving me my his opinion i did not pay him to hear his fucking opinion i didn't ask him he just heard we were setting it up for a bears game and felt the need to be like oh i'm not watching this year i'm not watching and i knew exactly where i was going and i was ignoring it but jordan doinks could not help herself (laughs) she goes oh What are you, a Packers fan or something? And I just was like, Jordan, stop it. He, you know, he was like,
0: uh, like a vegan.
3: You know, like vegans, they can't wait to tell you they're vegan, or people who went to Notre Dame, they can't wait to tell you they went to Notre Dame. Same thing. They're just gonna like try to find an angle to tell you. And and here's the other thing, I don't believe it for a second. I don't believe it for a second. He has no idea what's going on with the NFL. Not a fucking chance he's reading about it he's talking about it with people while he's complaining about it but that's the dumbest stance ever and I think it's just an easy cop-out for Bears fans this year because we probably had like middle of the road expectations but it just had, in my mind I was like I, I <laughs> I'm not actually going to take the time to do this but I'd love if someone else wants to go through Twitter and find a Chiefs fan who's saying the same thing no chance
1: all right good challenge and, yeah, I don't know that I believe them either. And if we are to take them at their word, like we said, don't really care. But also, then you're not welcome back. You're not welcome back. You can't jump back on. Go fuck yourself. No. Great call. I don't – yeah. yeah. Lifetime you're gone. suspension. You're done. You're gone.
3: Great yeah. call. Yeah. Great call.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not getting back. It's not even a political thing. Just if you're that big of a baby because somebody – you know fucked with your feelings a little bit that you couldn't watch your favorite sports team then you weren't a huge fan of the bears anyway or the nfl or whatever so you're not welcome back fuck you you can't be here for the good times if you weren't here for the quote-unquote controversial times which weren't really that controversial anyway you pussy
3: yeah pussy yeah, pussy. Uh, Yeah, that was just something random that stuck out to me this week, but I think I'm good otherwise, buddy. Like I I just mentioned, we might get together, watch some
1: Illini football this week. Is that Big Ten Network, ESPN? Where are they showing that? I don't know, actually. Hard to say. Um, Probably not that hard to say. I just need to look it up. So (laughs) we'll figure it out. It'll be great. Um, Frank, like we mentioned last episode, was going to fight, but it turns out that his opponent dropped out because his opponent was very scared to fight Frank, so Grease Tank, you know, congratulations on your first victory as a professional boxer. Congrats, Frank. We're very proud of you here at Zero Doings.
3: Good thing that guy bowed out because you were going to beat his ass. You were probably going to put him in the hospital. So that guy dodged a bullet. Yeah, congrats, Frank, on being undefeated, as far as I know, as a fighter. Unless you have, has he fought fought before? Let's just say 1-0, undefeated, undefeated. Congrats, Frank
1: want to know hopefully you uh you get a championship belt for that you deserve it uh we may order that fight still with rick fieldsman and coach q's to be determined we we may we may um probably going to be weird but that's fine might be a little bit cold like you said but i bet we'll have some things to make us warm thank you for listening as always everybody uh if you like music i meant to plug this last time feel free to look in your spotify or your pandora Google, I would say, Iowa is the name of our pretend secret album for Zero Dogs, But the easier way to find it probably is by uh, looking up Gray Ball's championship song. Enjoy it and listen to everything else if you just go to the album. There's a lot of good stuff on there on Spotify, Pandora, and pretty much anywhere you listen to music and podcasts. We love you. Zero Dogs Go Bears.
3: Go Bears. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.